Boston College returns to the practice field, and we're going to give you an update on everything that's happened with the Eagles since the last time BC has played. We're also going to look at why is hockey so down over the last couple of years. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Boston College football returned to the practice field on Tuesday. We talked a little bit about this on yesterday's podcast, but I wanted to dive into some of the comments made because I think, you know, I can tell you some of the stuff that's going on, but to hear it directly from the coaches, hearing some of the things that they have to say, and some of the players, you get a better feel. And my job as your host is to kind of weed through and find the good stuff. Because, I mean, if you listen, no offense to coaches, their job is not to give us sound bites. And a lot of times you get the same kind of just like boilerplate answer to everything. You hear about how exciting things are. They're doing this. They're doing that. And that's all great. I mean, I'm not saying that that's wrong. It's just, I mean, who needs to hear about every player being exciting, right? So, what were some of the nuggets? What were some of the things that you need to know about from BC football from the last practice? I found some interesting stuff. The first thing that I noticed that popped up was George Takax. And um, Jeff Halfley spoke of him, and I thought his comment was good. And I'm not going to play his comment. I'll actually just read it to you this time. He said, I haven't been around him too much. I'm excited to get to know him more. Obviously, once he entered the portal, that was a guy Coach McNulty had coached. He had been around. He spoke highly of him in person, which, you know, with him at me in the portal character, is, is he going to fit here? Is he going to fit in the locker room? Can he help us? He answered yes to all those questions, and I'm very excited to see what he brings here. He gives us. He gives us. He's tall. He's fast, and I hope he gives us a lot of production. I'm excited that he was able to get here and hopefully get started as, as soon as he gets acclimated. We love using those tight ends, so that was one of the guys who just fit. When you talk about the portal again, I'm not going to, to live in it, but I'm going to do it when we need to or we can find a good fit. That's a guy with a relationship. It was a no-brainer. I'm glad he chose to come here. I know Phil Dracovic is excited too. Definitely. Familiarity with your quarterback and your offensive coordinator, that checks a lot of boxes for us. We're excited to work with him, and I'm excited to get to know him. So... <clears throat> You know, he talked a little bit about their, uh, you know, halfway hit about a lot of his themes. And I wanted to bring it up because he brought a guy in that hit all those boxes. That And he's being truthful here. When you look at who Boston College brings in at, on the recruiting trail and the transfer, I'm sorry, the transfer portal, it's almost always someone that somebody on the staff, someone on the roster can vouch for. Um, you you look up and down that roster, and you got guys like Jalen Gill knew Jeff Halfley at Ohio State. Phil Dracovic, he knew Frank Signetti when uh, Signetti was the offensive coordinator. Even if you go down to Jaden Woodby, uh, Jeff Halfley recruited him out of high school, so he knew him there. So there was all these there's all these connections, and that's how BC picks their guys. And he says it again; he's not living in the portal. And he's being truthful. That what that's three or four guys now that they've had in the portal. You look at a team like um, Florida State or Miami, and these guys are bringing in six, seven, eight guys. They are living in the portal. 
Boston College is not doing that. And so he, you know, again, for the folks out there that think BC needs to change their system, Halfley's saying what he's going to do. And you can agree with it or you can say he's full of, full of, full of it. I, I think he's doing the right thing, and I think it's going to help him on the recruiting trail as he moves down the road. Um, but I, I think that's what he did with Takax. He he was able to um, make that determination based off of how McNulty saw him. I'm sure Jakovic probably had some things to say as well, and he made that decision, and I think that worked really well. Now, he also talked a little bit about... Um, Jalen Gill's role, he's you know he said really that he's hoping, and Jalen Gill said it later, that they're going to do more and more with him. And I think Jalen Gill's role last year, like many else uh, other people, including Zay Flowers on offense, was truncated with the injury to uh, Phil Dracovic. So they weren't able to do everything they wanted to him, and they're hoping that he's going to become a uh, big year. And he said he's got to stay healthy. So that's been a big issue with with Gill. You know he missed some time last year. Um, he's you know he's had a couple injuries here and there. And it's football. It's a tough game. You know what I mean? Like I've said that before. Like those guys out there are, are putting their body on the line. It's tough. Uh, so hopefully he can stay healthy because he'd be a great. He's going to be a great number two or number three, depending on where Jaden Williams goes. Um, you know, in terms of the practice itself, there was some interesting notes that the the, the school brought on, and it's interesting now that. Uh, for how many years? Seems like ten years. Jason Baum was always the guy to go to. I mean, if you listen to Phil, um, Jeff Halfley press conference, he refers to him all the time as J Baum. Well, J Jason Baum is now at Creighton, and so they've got some other. They've got you know piecemeal stuff of of the other SIDs working on it. So that you know they got guys like uh, Brendan Flynn and Alistair Ingram who did hockey. Alistair Ingram is is like the temporary fill in for Jason right now. Um, and they were talking about some of the players. And, you know, you see the same names over and over again when you read this, right? You know, Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers making a lot of plays. I think that's going to be the theme for the next, you know, <laughs> 12, 10 months. You're going to hear a lot about that. Uh, Jaden Williams is also in there. But the names that I thought that were really interesting that popped up was Emmett, uh, sorry, Lewis Bond, uh, who's a wide receiver. I've said all along that I think he could be a guy that steps up. And I said when, you know, you lost Ethan Williams, Jelani Galloway, Kobe White, and C.J. Lewis, they're doing that because they want the younger guys to have an opportunity to step up. And Taji Johnson, who was also listed on here for a big play, is one of the big ones. But Lewis Bond is up there, too. I think Lewis Bond is a guy that could see some snaps this year, um, along with Dino Tomlin and, um, you know, uh, Dante Reynolds is the other one that popped up. Dante Reynolds was a big-time practice warrior uh, last year. I know he was on the practice squad a lot. But he's he's not – that's not his role. That's not where he's going to be. But I, I think there's a lot of talent on that wide receiver group. And, you know, Halfley had to make that move in the, in terms of pushing guys towards – or, or telling guys what their role is going to be so that they can go to the transfer portal so these younger kids can get in and they can develop them without them leaving. And you're starting to hear their names pop up more. But – the defense, uh, there were two two names on defense that I think are worth talking about. First of all, Amari Jackson. Uh, his name is already popping up all over the place. So, I, you know, he's an early enrollee. He's a freshman out of Georgia uh, with a ton of big offers. He, You know, BC held off Tennessee at the very end. And I think he's going to be an exciting defensive back. He had an interception at practice. You know, with Sean Asbury gone, with Brandon Sebastian gone, I am telling you right now, Amari Jackson is going to be on the two deep. He's going to be on the two deep coming this 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 uh, summer. 
uh, playing. You know, he may not start right away, but he's going to see significant playing time. And he's going to also be really good. He's a really good player. Um, I think he's going to be someone you're going to want to watch. The name, though, that popped up, and I was really glad to see it, was Owen McGowan. Now, Owen McGowan, if you don't remember, was a class of 2021 uh, recruit. He was a freshman last year out of Massachusetts, a four-star linebacker slash fullback. Uh, But he's playing uh, linebacker now. You know, local kid, you just love to see local kids do well at BC. I, and I honestly, you know, he was, I think he originally committed to Steve Adazio. I, I, I don't, I didn't know what his role would be in Jeff Halfley's system. So to hear his name pop up, that's great. Cause I, you know, the linebacker group is, is thin and he's going to have to, he might be a guy that has to step up. And I think that'll be big for BC uh, if he can do that. In a moment, one of our readers asked a question the other day uh, on Maroon and Gold forums about hockey. And I want to give one thought I've been having about hockey, and I'll give you a little bit of data to kind of back it up, but it's more of my gut feeling. And I'm going to talk about why hockey hasn't been as good as it had been historically for BC over the last couple of years. You're going to hear about that in just a moment. Man, do I love March Madness, and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going against. In addition to their Pick'em's games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is so easy, and it's the fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOn for a 100% match. StatHero.com slash LockedOn, promo code LockedOn. Term and conditions do apply. Now this is LockedOn Boston College. If you have not checked it out, you got to check out some of the excellent other podcasts on our network. If you're into college basketball in the, in the tournament, which is starting this afternoon, you're going to want to check out Locked On Zags, Locked On Tar Heels, Locked On Duke. I mean, they have everything on this po- on our on our network. So if there's a, sh- a, a team you want to know more about, you want to root for, or a game that happens and you want a good recap, check those shows out. They're awesome. And, they're, and there's pretty much one for every team. And if not the team, then we have, uh, you know, a whole network of other shows that will be doing it. Uh, always ping me if you want some advice. I can give it to you on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. So I want to talk a little hockey. So we've done a little bit of a postmortem on basketball up on our site. But hockey also finished the season. And, you know, it was easily one of the most disappointing seasons in BC history. And if they hadn't finished you know, with a nice three-game winning streak and a win in the hockey's tournament, it would have been really bad. But they at least put things together near the end of the season. But one person, uh, one of our readers asked me, they said, hey, AJ, you know, can you talk about what you think went wrong? What What did you notice? What did you, what, did, what do you think happened that caused BC to have such an epic collapse? And, uh, you know, 
I think it's been something that I've noticed for a while now. And yes, I know hockey, BC has won, you know, hockey East tournaments and they've won uh, not even hockey tournaments, regular season hockey East. Um, but what I've noticed is this lack of like a killer offensive player. And it's been something that's kind of trickled in over the last couple of years. Like you go back to good BC hockey teams. Who are the players that you remember? It's the Brian Jontas, the Johnny Gaudreau's, this Cam Atkinson's, Kevin Hayes, um, you know, Nathan Gerbys, all those big players that could score. And, you know, it didn't have to always be like a killer like Johnny Gaudreau, who's like one of the best offensive players BC probably will ever have. But you had guys that you could count on to be electric on offense. If you look at this team this year, who was their electric offensive player? You had Jack McBain, who at times showed pieces of that. And I'll give him that. But was he ever consistent? When was And he wasn't healthy. Um, so he wasn't, he, it was definitely not something I would consider like in the, anywhere near that, that range. He had 33 points on the season, um, in 24 games. So he didn't play a full season. He was missing. Then after that, it was like a huge drop off, right? Then after that, it's Mark McLaughlin. Is Mark McLaughlin a, uh, can't miss offensive prospect? No, he's a solid player, but solid players isn't what takes teams to that next level. And I don't think BC had and hasn't had in a couple years those top-line guys that make that huge difference. Last year, you had Alex Newhook. And, you know, as much as you want to say it, he was a nice first-round draft pick. Was he a game-changer in and out like Johnny Gaudreau was or like Nathan Gerby was? No, he was not. He was a good player, but he was not that top-end guy. And BC has been missing that for years because... You look at who BC has been leading them on offense, and you have, you know, Jack McBain, you have Mark McLaughlin, you have um, the good, the other Gaudreau brother, um, you had Newhook, who had, you know, a decent year, um, you had Matella from Finland, but these guys are not, they're not the, the elite players that Boston College, I mean, Matilla's, I don't even think he's in the NHL. You know, these guys are not elite players. They're good. They're But again, just like in college football, if you have a team full of good players, you're not going to win the national championship. You need a team with some elite players. And this year they didn't have it. I don't think they had it last year. They need to get that again. They need some, they need a offensive threat and, and a couple of them too, right? You need some good speed out there. You need a couple good guys to win. Because, I mean, with Gaudreau, it wasn't just Gaudreau. There was other guys around him. Um, but BC hasn't had that. And I don't know if it's the recruiting. I don't know if it's the coaching or some some sort of combination in between. But BC, for me, just someone watching this, I'm I, again, I'm not an analytics for hockey, but I can tell you what I see. When I watch BC hockey, I can tell you, okay, there's no one on that team that I'm like, ooh, the other team has to account for that person all the time. But they'll score because they've got some good talent there. But they're not that next level. And that killed them. Um, and, you know, I think there was obviously other issues. I Goalie was a big mess this year at different times. Uh, there was issues on defense. And, you know, they were, they were just they were messy all over the place. But for me, my big takeaway 
from the last like string of seasons and the reasons why they haven't gone to that next level, why they haven't dominated hockey games, why they've let UMass. I mean, look at what UMass has done. UMass has had, I think I saw, uh, four straight years with Hob- Hobie Baker finalists. I mean, BC had one last year at Boldy, but I mean, Boldy, I don't think Boldy had a chance, but UMass guys seem to have one every year. Um, and BC needs to have that. And um, I, I just, I think that upper level of elite talent has been missing for a while and hopefully next year uh, we'll see some some improvement in that area but you know it was that I think it was such a drop off this year that that was very clear next you're going to hear from Candace Cooper our ACC uh, locked on host who's going to talk to Jason Gemario the founder of Stat Hero and discusses the NCAA tournament and how using Stat Hero is a no-brainer for enjoying the tournament. You're going to want to check this out. She talks all about how the ACC is involved in all of this. It's something you won't want to miss. Now, if you're like me, your New Year's resolution has probably gone down the drain by now. But not this year. I'm sticking to the resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually do enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bars creations they've ever come up with puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy they're marshmallowy and they are delicious and filled with protein puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors including the cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie they're so good i, I need one right now all built bars are covered in 100 chocolate and they got some great flavors that you're going to want to check out including mint brownie coconut coconut almond and new this month the white chocolate cookies and cream they're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time if you think a flavor might be good they'll make it it will be delicious and it'll be good for you so just head on over to built.com use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your order again use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com it's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds contests and player props betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On ACC Podcast. And it is March Madness, so you know we have to get all of the heavy hitters in here. So we got some of our crew from Stat Hero, Jason Adamio, joining us to talk about Stat Hero, just why you guys should most importantly get into the game. Jason, how are you? And it's good to be here. Yeah, of course, of course. And are you excited about March? I feel like it's the best time of year. You know, it's starting to get a little bit warmer. Maybe I don't know where you're from, but... Down here in North Carolina, it's a little bit warmer. People have their attitudes are different. And, you know, it's basketball country around here. We're real hot. I live in Scottsdale, so I'm used to the Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a nice 70 degrees. I can sit back, get my bracket. And you understand, like, this is the, the, this is the winning bracket. You have is it? VIP access to this. You understand? <laughs> I wish I could get close up. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you some tidbits. I, I got to win it all. I don't. I have to take full credit, so I, I'll give you a, a couple of the uh, today. Okay, okay. Do you have all number ones picked in the final four? Just tell me that. Tell me that. I will never do that ever. In fact, <laughs> I don't have a number one winning it. I do have a number one in the final. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So we all know that everyone loves to get a bracket. We all love the idea of possibly getting the best bracket out of the bunch. But talk to us about Stat Hero and just why it's so important to maybe do some of these single game pickups. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the reason I created this side, and we're going to talk about the Hickam uh, side of Stat Hero uh, specifically, is, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports better, a bad sports better, I think. I'm, <laughs> that with confidence. Uh, and, you know, you, you see these sports betting, and obviously that's the most popular outside of the bracket. But the top sports bettors in the world, they're, they're only hitting 50 52 percent and these these are the guys that do it for a living that are sitting there right. analyzing hours upon hours a day all right and the only reason that they, they make money is they know how much to bet at you know bet they want to make right so i'm like man there's got to be an easier way to have that instant gratification experience right like your sports betting but actually easier to win because you don't really have any fun if you're not winning at least i don't uh dfs sports betting side uh, or you're chasing, right? So yeah. I created the program, which is basically super simple. All you do, mm-hmm. all we did, is we take two rosters made up of players uh, hitting them up against each other. And you as the player will see that matchup and say, okay, who do I think will win on the fantasy side of things, right? Who's going to get more points? So team A or team B. And when we have those across throughout the whole tournament. And you basically pick a side and you make a play on it and we cover that amount and that's it, you're in. So it's the fastest, easiest way to play DFS. You don't have to be an expert. It's not intimidating. You're not putting a bunch of time in. It's like, okay, I'm going to follow this game. I'm going to follow this Duke, Duke game, and I'm going to take this side, and I'm just going to root for the players. And that mm-hmm. takes away also the bad beats of, of a sports bet, right? No ref bad calls. No, which, I don't, Candace, I don't know how much sports betting you can do, but it's always the last two minutes, right, that end up screwing you somehow. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. It's just more player performance. So, so uh, we're really excited about uh, giving the pick them and players make it, you know, play it for the for the tournament. No doubt about it. Listen, we here at the ACC know a lot about bad refs, and so that's pretty much what we're on brand for. So I have no problem not giving it into the hands of some referees because we have this guy named TV Tony who loves to just give himself some extra minutes by blowing that whistle at the last two. So no doubt about that here. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely <laughs> feel you. But Stat Hero is definitely one of the easiest and fastest ways to get my sport action fixed. Now I'm more of a sports better to where let me check the vibe. So I'm a vibe checker. You know, if I feel like teams are hot right now, like a Virginia Tech of the world, I might go with them or one that I truly believe has the best talent, like Duke. I'm gonna go with them. Are there, you know, ways that people can get analysis about it or should we just go off the strength of the vibe check? Well, that's the cool thing, right? We're- you know, we, we offer anything from, we don't, we don't want you to have to do a ton of research in order to make the game more interesting, right? So we, we offer anywhere from two-on-two matchup all the way up to six-on-six matchup. So depending, and, and you have your choice. So you know, how much you want to get into it in regards to your research perspective, you know, most of those are going to be the five-on-five, six-on-sixes. But two-on-two, you know, most of any ACC fans going to know two main players hitting against two main players of the game. And, uh, you know, so to answer your question, yes, the, the research is definitely there if you want to do it. But if you also just want, you know, a, a nice, easy way to sit back and, and, and watch the game and, and have little research, that option is there. No doubt about it. All right, let's get to this bracket here because you told me this is the winning one. And I would just love to know how many ACC teams you have at least going to the Elite Eight, if any. Oh, pressure. Man. Oh. <laughs> uh, <Candace>. <laughs> Users aren't going to like me very much. Oh my gracious! I do not have any of them. Okay. Yes, I have. I have Davidson uh, ending Duke season. 
Davidson. Huh. Okay. Not surprising David- because it's probably going to be a low-level team, but go for that. Why Davidson? I, I just, you know, that matchup it scares me. I, mean, I have Duke. Where am I at? Where am I at? Uh, I want to make sure I see this. Okay, so I have Davidson beating Michigan. Uh, Michigan or is it Michigan State, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, Duke getting past Fullerton. And yeah, I, I just think it, it's going to be that, you know, they're, they're not, they're inexperienced, right? We, we know this. I think there's, you know, everybody, I think, actually, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself. I want Coach K to go out on top, of course. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, you know, an inexperienced team having that pressure of knowing, oh my gosh, this could be Coach K's last game. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I do see, like what you said, a lower level team kind of get, getting the better of them. Um, and then I have Davidson playing uh, Tech the next round and Tech moving on. So uh, that's, that's, unfortunately, that's a crystal ball uh, uh, prediction, Candace. So uh, hopefully, you know, don't buy those Elite Eight tickets quite yet. Listen, as a Carolina grad, I could care less that Duke doesn't make it far. <laughs> I would prefer if a Davidson upsets him, right? But that's that's fine. But I, I hear what you're saying. It's a lot of pressure to try and be Coach K's last. More importantly, try and get him his sixth national championship. So no, but is Duke the team that goes the furthest out of the ACC? I feel like you don't have anybody else going barely out of their first round. I have I have Vatek, uh, Okay. It, in fact, I have Vatek, uh making it further. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. yes. I, I like what I saw. I, I, I think, you know, they're good. I like them getting past Texas. And, uh, you know, they're going to play Purdue. And, of course, they're going to be, you know, underdogs. But, I don't know. Something tells me that these guys <laughs> these guys are free. And I, I needed to pick. I, if it's not going to be Duke, I had to pick an ACC team to represent, you know. Okay. So That's fair. And North Carolina is not going to beat Marquette. <laughs> what I have. Is that what you have? You have Honestly. That? No, North Carolina won their Super Bowl, their national championship for me by beating Coach K during his farewell tour, so they don't have to win another game. I'll be okay. You have Duke friends that didn't even <laughs> talk with, like, the, the next three games after that. Even bringing it up, I'm like, hey, look at the conference What's going on? Ah, uh, whatever. They're, they're going to lose the first round or, you know, it's very defeatist. And then, it's funny, they make it to the championship, right? They, they're playing by tech, and they're like, and I'm like, hey, and I'm, I'm getting, you know, trying to get them pumped up. Ah, uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking. It's very, very low level expectation. Yeah, which is, I guess, interesting to me. I, I mean, I, yeah. they, they watch more than I. Do. Listen, yeah. I think that North Carolina team broke spirits, and that's okay. Again, when you, when you have a thing, when you know your team's not going to win a championship, how can we hurt others? And that's we have to hurt Duke by making sure we downpour on their, you know, final farewell. I'm fine with that. Having to give a speech after you just lost a game like that. That's gonna oh. be fly on the wall. <laughs> I would have paid that five thousand dollars. Yeah, how many times did you watch that over and over? Listen, they had a replay. They're like, let's relive Coach K's final one. I don't really know if they want that, but you know, here we are. No, I was gonna say, who is your winner? I know it's not gonna be an ACC school, but who do you have winning the whole thing? I have Tennessee winning the whole thing, baby. What? Are you yep. a Tennessee grad? Are you being a homer? Because what? I, I am not a Tennessee grad. I am not being. That is my dark horse from the beginning of. The tournament, uh, excuse me, the, the the conference tournament. I said Tennessee is my dark horse. They go and they win the thing. I think their seeding was BS. Uh, Auburn's got a higher seed than them. I mean, kidding? I mean, Auburn isn't going to make it first the first two rounds. I guarantee it. Nobody that's ever lost that early in a conference tournament goes far in the in, in the actual. So yeah. Auburn's done. And then who, who's the number one? I, I don't even. Okay, 
I have Kentucky making it to the Final Four. Here's my Final Four, Kansas. Write this down. Memorize it. I got it. Here. Kansas against Tennessee. Now, the reason why is I, I think Kansas is kind of just by default is making it because I have a lot of upsets in that. I have Olgate beating Wisconsin, by the way. Mark that down. Oh, then I have it. I have Kentucky and Gonzaga, and I have the Zags playing. Oh, okay, I like that. So we got my final four. I'm gonna make sure I go to stat here. I'll get all my picks in. I know I'm a vibe checker. We're not gonna do too much analysis because it's all supposed to be fun here in March Madness. But can you please remind folks of where they can find all of this and make sure that they log on and get everything situated as they're making their daily uh, fantasy made easy? Yes, yes. So go if you're on your desktop, play playstathero.com. Uh, you can also download it on iOS or Android. Uh, for new users, we actually have a free pick'em contest out there. Actually, a few of them, where you can just play for free, and if you pick the winning side, you get a free twenty-five bucks on us. So, Candace, nice. I don't know what else I got to give the, the audience <laughs> here. To make, I'm giving them bracket winning picks. I'm giving them twenty-five bucks. Just pick the winning side. I mean, I don't know what to do, Candace, but uh, I think that's enough. You're setting these people up for success, that's for sure. You guys, make sure you check out Stat Hero. It's a great site. It's going to make sure that you feel good about all of your picks. And you can check out Jason and the rest of his crew and make sure you guys come back once we figure out who the winner is. We'll have to bring you back so you can talk about your great bracket, just so you know. So, yes, the winning open bracket. I'm gonna, I want you to re- bring back the recording of you saying, what? What? And then you're like, yeah, you know what? You're the man. Oh, uh, oh, it's coming! It's coming back for sure. We're gonna re- have this one in the rotation heavy. <laughs> All right, 